What's going on, everybody? It's Jazz, the CEO, with you once again for another great episode of Industry Talk Podcast, talking about the greatest industry in the world, security industry. So today, I got Tactical JR with me. I mean, if you haven't seen his page and you don't know that this dude look like he pushing down buildings and knocking people over. So let's see what's going on. JR, are you with me? What's going on? I'm here. Man, what's going on with you? How you doing today? I'm good, man. Just trying to push this envelope, man, and survive this COVID-19. Yeah, this is a crazy time. And it's kind of cool that we're even talking about this because what I like about watching you is I really want to talk to you about the business side. Like everybody always shows the muscle, the guns, the uniforms. But I see a lot of your posts and I see a lot of you, you know, doing contracts, working with your IT team, marketing. And that is kind of what you don't see a lot on like Instagram or social media. So I really appreciate you coming on because I got some questions, man. I need you to help sister out. Let's get in. All right. So, well, first tell people kind of your history. Like I know you were in, were you in the military? So start from there, like tell people what part of the military you were in and go into how you jumped into security. Definitely. Um, I'm from Long Beach, California, you know, and um, I think that since a child, I I has always been a protector. You know, I'm from Long Beach, Um, Mm -hmm. around that area, Compton, L.A., just understanding the situational awareness of what it took to survive in that that habitat. I would say habitat because. If you're not from there, you wouldn't understand how to operate in there, you know. Um, so mm-hmm. being that, I, I didn't always grow up like what, what they saw on what you see on, on on Instagram. You know, I got 600 followers, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm trying to touch lives. But I, I, I got a message in a bottle for people, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I military after 9-11, and um, I was holding my baby girl when I seen uh, the towers falling and the planes crashing. And I told oh, myself, man. that's what I want to do. And everybody thought I was crazy. And everybody was like, oh, don't join the army. That's a that's that's a this type of army. Don't do this. You're gonna come back, you're gonna be programmed to do this. And I always think yeah. what I did. So I went into the military and um I fought in Iraq three times and Afghanistan twice, fifty-five months. Wow. I lost many of my my friends. Um I wear a bracelet every day to uh, recognize one of my best friends. My house is a memorial for them. I pushed a rat pack logo for them because the Rat Pack logo was uh, the Rat Pack name. When, when I first um, went to Iraq in 2003, they used the Rat Pack name uh, as a platoon name and we lost a lot of guys. Um, that so I wanted to dedicate the name and, and the company to them. And that's why I pushed it so hard. And uh, I served 14 years. I uh, got shot in the hand, shot in the back. I got blown up. I got um, stitches in my head, but I'm a survivor. Like, that really, I don't really want to like to talk about because at the end of the day, we all go through our issues. But I, I think that God put me on this earth to be a protector. Not only Absolutely. that, show people how to understand how to be a protector. Yeah, you can show your hard skills and tough and muscles and 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 gym and all that. But can you be respectful? Can you write a resume? Mm-hmm. Can, can you can you be what the client want? Can you be courteous? Can you be presentable? Um, can you shake hands? Can you go in any climate and and be able to adapt in that situation? A lot of the, yeah. the security or I want to say bodyguard guys, they can't because they just hard muscle. And that's understandable because, you know, we need that. And I call them walls. I need a lot of walls around me, but I need thinkers. <laughs> I need thinkers. I need people that say, you know what? We're not going to engage in this situation. Let me get you out of this situation. So that's how I took Rat Pack and put a business behind it. And people thought when I first got into it, I just wanted to, because I've been doing this since 2009. My first client was Vita Guerrero. And I told myself this is what I I wanted to do. But let me let me let me back that up. My first first client was my sergeant major in the army when I was downrange in combat for 15 months. I was part of a personal security detachment team that put, put bodyguards around him, the generals, the colonels, and everybody like that when we went into sector. So I learned mm-hmm. I learned in a hard way, but I learned fast and I loved it. So that's that's a little bit about me. Woof. First, thank you for your service. I know people say that all the time, but my dad was a Marine and my brother is actually in the Army right now. He joined this year. Um, so I, I I really mean it when I say it, not just as a cliche. Um, man, that story is crazy. I, I didn't know any of that, guys. If you're listening, you know, roll that back and listen to that. Once again, you know, he's humble, but 
that's a lot of stuff to go through and learn from. And um, I'm sure that, you know, you put that in your kids and in, in your employees, you know, that kind of style of protection and that kind of humbleness and, and perseverance that you had. So I know you're spreading that around because it, it just sounds like you're that type of guy. So, again, thank you. Jeez, I, now, now I had another question. Now I want to talk about more about that. Well, first, who is Vita Carrera? Who is that? Um, so what's crazy is my first deployment in 03, she was in like um, some of the magazines back in the day. Like, I don't know if you remember the vibes and all that. So she was, mm-hmm. a pinup, she was from Cuba, a pinup model. And what's crazy is I had a bunch of her photos hanging up in my, uh, we called it like shoes when we was down okay. range. So we would idolize them. Like, you know, these girls are beautiful. Let me hang a, a couple of beautiful girls. And, 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 you know, when we come off mission, we got something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I'm protecting her. And I'm like, I'm starstruck, but I'm like, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm gonna do my job. Like, I'm with Vita Guerrero. She's hang up on my wall, you know? <laughs> yeah. She was very popular. If you look her up on Instagram and social media, she has a big following and a, um, after I, I did what I did with her, she turned vegan and, you know, she does a lot of uh, modeling still, but she ramped it up. She's very smart uh, just to talk to her and understand. I spent the whole day with her and she had a, um, another LAPD cop with her, but they put me on her and it was, it was very good. I, I loved it. I enjoyed every bit of that. But, you know, now I'm here now and I didn't work with several clients now and I'm, I didn't able to push my own envelope and, 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 um, and leverage the guys that I want to work for. So now no longer do I need money. I pick and choose who I want to work with. You know what I'm saying? I, I do my research. If you hot and, and, and you controversial, I might not, I don't want to take that job because I really don't need it because I'm not trying to prove nothing. You out trying to be a tough guy and you, you trying to hire, uh, hire tough guys. We're not that. I'm not that. I'm a thinker. I'm going to get you from point A to point B. I'm going to make sure your family is okay. You and get you home to your family so you can kiss your kids at nighttime. Yeah. yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I literally was going to ask you, um, what kind of work do you stay away from? Um, but that, I mean, that summed it up. Like, you know, a lot of artists, a lot of young people who become rich overnight or, you know, they don't, they don't really think and they just do. And they expect the bodyguards to just be, like you said, walls and just be around with all the fighting and all the stupid stuff yeah. and getting on TMZ. So, yeah, I definitely was going to ask you about that. I mean, have you had people come to you and you had to tell them because you did your research on them, you know, hey, I don't think we're a right fit. Um, you know, have you had that experience yet? Yes, yes, definitely. Like, you know, um, when the clients request and they call us and they put in their binders and what they need and stuff like that, it's up to us to figure out if we're going to take the response on protecting you and I'm in the position now to leverage to say no I'm not but to rewind what you just said I got in the game because not only am I'm, I'm 5'8 and I'm gonna put that out there I'm not the tallest dude but I know my job so the security industry has a I want to say a cookie cut it way of who they want to bring in six mm-hmm. foot six 300 some pounds um, somebody that looked like they can you know fuck somebody up and that's okay I, I i need guys like that too but i also need thinkers i'm a thinker so my, my persona of of what a bodyguard or a protector was is who, what i saw kevin costner do in bodyguard with whitney houston like that's mm-hmm. that's what i wanted to do and and, and and i said you know what i'm gonna get into it doing this but i'm i'm gonna I'm also gravitate to as a man who i want to be and how professional so if you see how i move on instagram it's very different than a bodyguard, no disrespect to them, but I'm an executive protection agent. I do this differently. Like, I'm there at your estate. I'm picking you up. I'm doing the routes. I'm doing the, the logistics of it. I'm making sure your vehicle is prepped and hey, what kind of water you want, what kind of newspaper. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think we are changing the outlook of how what security is perceived. You can no longer hire me and think that you're better than me. I got an education. I got three degrees. I served in the military. Not only that, I went to a lot of bodyguard schools to understand who I was. And then the last bodyguard school I went to was a tactical secret service from uh, from Israel. And I learned the shin bed style. I learned Krav Maga. So I've been practicing Krav Maga for about five years. And it's understanding who I am. I wake up every morning and I meditate. So if you send me a binder of what the client needs, I might not take that job. I might put it on one of my other agents. Or we said we're not going to take it overall because we don't need that type of work. We don't need that negativity. Yeah, that's 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 I mean, I think that's a good 
thing to say on this show for people who are just getting in the game and they're yeah. like a lot of people do most things just because they need the money but if people sit back right. and be like is this for me just this the way i want to be looked at is this the kind of client i want in my portfolio and is this client going to be good for me you know i think people look at jobs and be like man am i good for this job am i am i no it, it definitely needs to be you know and i i, I just uh wrote an ebook for beginners and I put that in the beginning like you might be going to an interview and you might be getting asked all these questions but it's it's 2020 it's time for you to start asking questions too like what kind of details do y'all give out what kind of pay for the details what kind of contracts do you have because they'll put you somewhere and it's just you and you're in the middle of a housing complex in the hood and and all they're giving you is a flashlight and mace that's not really good for you you know what I mean so it, it's it's good to tell people you know it's basically saying know your worth, even as a security. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why we put that on our website. You can't pay a $10 agent to protect your million-dollar investment mm. because he's not ready. So at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're paying these low prices to expect big results. Wow. And that with, when, when people go hire security, they're not putting wow. in that we are real people. We have families. We have kids. Mm. We have history been to college, we didn't been in a lot of schools, we shoot, we, we train every day. So that's what you're paying for. You're not paying for the look. If you're paying for the look, yeah, if something happens, expect for you to be overran because you paid for the look and your guys are not ready. I see on YouTube and TMZ all the time, yeah. a bunch of security getting packed out, getting, 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 getting what they, they didn't want. You know, and at the end of the day, I feel sorry for them because they, they wasn't prepared mentally for that type of fight. You know, yeah, and it's, it's they don't train because, either. They think just because they're six foot two, three hundred pounds, that's it. That's all you need. Exactly. Yeah, that's not all you. Need. Speaking, no. of, speaking and, and, of uh training, I see you training a lot. Is this yeah. training for yourself, or is some of this training that you do in the outdoor ranges and whatnot? Is this mandatory for the people that you hire? Yeah, so what we're doing right now is we just created a Rat Pack University, and every agent that for Rat Pack or you want to work for Rat Pack, you're going to be trained the Rat Pack way. So um, my tactical um, arms instructors are uh, Jake and Austin, and um, former Special Operations uh, Green Beret guys, um, and we work and and they 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 came up with a curriculum to put the format out there. This is the Rat Pack way. I don't care if you're working at a club and you armed, understand this is the Rat Pack way. You know active mm -hmm. shooter training, psychological profiling, you know situational awareness, you know verbal jujitsu, you know how to act. But if you have to pull that weapon, how do you pull that weapon? How do you use that weapon? Are you scared? You know what I'm saying? So we're teaching mm -hmm. all that. That's why I try to show what I'm doing because that's my seller. I'm not just, yeah, okay, I, I look cool, but you cross <laughs> the threshold, I, I know what to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the biggest problem. Everybody wants to look cool. So let's, yeah. let's go back to the Rat Pack University. Um, yeah. What made you go that far, far with it instead of just, oh, I'm going to train and I'm going to train some of my guys. What made you start a university? Um, is it just so that everybody has that same standard of training so you're not getting guys who like, oh, I already did this or I already did that? Yeah, no, because, I mean, you might have your one claim of fame training that you did, but just like the Rangers, Special Operations, Army, all that, like, they when you come in from the streets, they're going to put you in boot camp. Yeah. And they're going to make learn the way of the United States Army. Just like you, when you go to the Rangers, you're going to leave all that 11 Bravo stuff there, and you're going to learn the Ranger way. You're going to have a Ranger handbook, just like Special Operations. So we have a Rat Pack way. If you want to work for Rat Pack, you've got to come to the Rat Pack University, and we're creating a life cycle. So when the, the, the millennials get out the military – the military will pay us to train them. Wow. Like I'm, this is a machine for me. Like, this is not like a one hit wonder. I've been thinking about these plans for the last 11, 12 years, how to change lives, yeah. how to put these good veterans, um, women and men back into the fight. Even if you're not a veteran, if you want to get trained, come, 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 come to Rat Pack and we're going to train you the Rat Pack way. If you don't want to work for Rat Pack, you can go do whatever you want, but you got trained by Rat Pack. You that's, know, you know what to do. Now. You know? That's crazy. That's yeah. I'm, okay, let me let's break this down. So it's not just for employees; it's also for people who want to be trained the right way, the Rat Pack way. So yeah. you can come to you civilian, have not 
done security and don't actually want to work for Rat Pack and you can come and you can get trained, how do people, do they just go to your website? Yeah, so right now we're creating uh, the curriculum and uh, we're going to introduce that curriculum in the next uh, month or two. And we just got our new office and um, we're going to put that, appreciate that. We're going to put that information out and we're going to start leveraging people to come and we're going to be, we're going to be the lowest bidder because we're not trying to get rich. We're trying to save people's lives because if I, we train you what we train you, you're going to go tell more people and that's yeah. going to keep folks. Like, I'm not trying to get rich because uh, some of these classes you go to, I, like the three classes I went to, uh, the first class was $13,000 for 30. The second class was uh, $22,000 for 55 days. And then the third course was with the Israeli tactical was like 17 grand for like 27 days. We don't want to charge all that. We're going to give you 30 days of training. And we'll charge you probably like four or five grand, but you'll know everything that we know. Now you know you can go out there, and it's not just for veterans; it's for the regular civilian. If you want, if you're taking a babysitting job, you know if somebody kicking your door, you know yeah. what to do. You know where the safe room is at. You know who to contact. You know what to do. You know your situational awareness. You know how to draw. You know how to change magazines. You know how to transition from from rifle to pistol, and understand who you are. And and, and to me, that's the sexiest part because. A lot of people can't do that. And that's why I love what I do, because that's why I like to teach people, because that's me. Like, I'm a protector at heart. I give yeah. a damn what I like. If you oppose me and something happens in a grocery store, church, school, or I'm out, I'm going to do what I have to do. And then I'm going to render aid to you. And then I'm going to call the police. That's it. <laughs> I, I hear that the police is third. That I think that's funny, because... Um, a lot of people in my family or friends, they're not in this industry at all and they have no idea and they think I'm completely crazy for being a girl and running around with guns. So I always tell them like, you know, they're not preventative, you know, they, they're responsive, you know, they come once somebody calls or they come once, once the situation is done or, you know what I mean? Like for the most part. And they're like, no, no, the first thing I do, I'm gonna just call the police. I'm like, well, what about protecting yourself? So I think when you broke that down, break that down a little bit more about the steps of that. So it's like if, if someone was to kick your door, a regular civilian will get on the phone and they're going to call 911. Mm -hmm. But if you're a solo fighter, you got to protect your family, your wife and your kids. Even if can you hear me? Yeah, okay. I can hear you. Even if you are a, a solo fighter, you can understand that, hey, this is the demographics. This is what I've got to do to protect my family, you know? You have to do this. You have to be able to stay alive and survive. After you neutralize the target, then call the police and let them know, articulate what happened in the situation. That's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for throwing that out there. That That's good for people who are listening so they understand that you have to be your own hero sometimes. You have to, and not hero like jumping up and then getting punched in the face and, and making things worse, but you have to train so that you can protect yourself whether it's in the grocery store, the church, your home, et cetera. Training is, is huge. And congratulations on the new office. Congratulations on the university. I really think that uh, security companies need to go further than just providing you know, stagnant security. I, I really like what you're doing and how you're rolling things out. So I really appreciate you, you know, contributing to the industry. Uh, this is why I do this podcast, so that people know that people like you exist. So... That's really great. Congratulations on all of that. Also, too, knowing that, like, if someone was to have a home invasion or something happens in a grocery store, like what happened in El Paso and Walmart, mm -hmm. I'm not going to open up that. But Texas is an open carry state, so mm -hmm. that when that situation happened in Walmart, where were all the concealed and open carry people at? That's because you yeah. went to apply for this license, but you do not know how to activate your situational awareness. Everybody bottlenecked and hid, and that upsets me because it's like, why are we not training when, when they go apply for their concealed or open carry license? What to do in yeah. base training? Like it gives me chills because it's like, you rather people lose their lives and you look cool with a weapon than use that weapon, or if you use that weapon, you don't, how to, you don't even know how to use it because you just you you hitting innocent bystanders. Like if I get compromised in a Walmart and I have my weapon because I'm I, I, I travel everywhere with my weapon. I'm going to neutralize mm -hmm. the target and neutralize mean once I engage that target, I'm going to kill you. So you won't shoot me in the back when I'm running away to go get your buddies or whatever. That's, that's what I mean. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you got to understand what kind of fighter you're going to be. 
what kind of protector. There's security base and there's exec protection agents that understand what they're doing. And that's what I am. And that's what I try to bleed into Rat Pack and all my employees and people that know me, you know. Your your let's talk about your rat pack. Um yes, I seen that you just had a huge photo shoot. Yes, we is that what what was that about? I seen some drones out there, pictures, video. What what was going on with that? You guys about the is it for the announcement of some big things or was it just a marketing tool? It's a mark so I'm very big on marketing. Um I, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I worked for free for for a lot of clients. I have just to put my really Yes, on the red carpet, BET Awards, just to put my name out there. Even with um, some legislators, I, ro- I rode around, I came up with their logistical plans, put protection on them, just to let them know, this is my services and this is what Rat Pack can provide. How? Because me coming and saying I want to work that, nobody's going to give me a shot because, one, they think I'm the new guy, not knowing I've been doing this since 2009. Two, I'm not tall enough, so they're not going to pick me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I got to pick my yeah. And then when I pick myself, I, I provide the the right um, product. It takes out everything that everybody else was doing. Do you want to hire JR or do you want to hire this person that looks good? I mean, it's tall and big, but if your situation mm-hmm. rises, you don't know what to do, you know? Yeah. Well, well, let's talk about marketing and IT. I don't usually see that. Um, a lot. And if they do have it, they don't usually post about it. Cause like I said, everybody's trying to look cool. So tell me what does a IT, what places IT have in, in within your security company? Uh, communication security, OPSEC and um, ComSec. So they fixes all they, um, he put in all the information on our phones. We track all our agents. Um, everything that's mm-hmm. in, in within the office is um, kind of like working like a secret, a secret. You know, so we don't want to release a lot of things that we do. Um, what mm-hmm. I really uh, against the grain, and I give him a headache, but I show what we, we what we can do. But at the end of the day, my IT he he just protects my investment while we go do what we have to do. He sets up all the phones, all the internets, all all the lines. Um, when we when we call into all the chapters around the world, they can show up on like Zoom on our on our TV and in our offices, mm-hmm. everything like that. So that's what he does. He's a former Marine, and also he helps me. Um, well, the team. So the team that you saw with the drone and us, that those are my office workers, those guys, those are guys that push the buttons. Those are guys that we agree what we got to do. So in the last 60 days, Rat Pack um, Incorporation, because we, we are incorporation, done developed nine different businesses underneath Rat Pack. So nine different streams of revenue. Um, one of them is the university. And the other mm-hmm. one, I'll tell you, because I've been watching your page, is called the Rat Pack Angels. They're, um, that's an all-female executive protection unit. And when I go do some details, a lot of these people ask for just females. Not only can you put yourself on a client, you can you could put yourself on that wife of that, uh, that's, of that celebrity or sports player and protect them and the kids. So I created that because there's a market for, for women like yourself. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's one of the things. I've been doing security for about... 14 years but definitely the executive protection stuff i dabbled in but it's definitely something i want to get into a lot more yeah. um I, I, go ahead i want to bring you on oh wait a minute now you ain't tell me this before we got on the recording <laughs> now I, <laughs> I didn't know i would have got dressed up for this phone conversation um no, hey i'm with you Ah. I watch a lot and um, you know this is not just only about the podcast this is about growth it's about legacy it's about Nike it's about GM it's about how was they able to market and become over 100 years in business that's what I want this is legacy like a lot of us can't trace our family lineage back to anything we don't have a family crest so when you come on to Rat Pack that's your family crest we all family so when I saw your page I was like she'll be a right fit for Rat Pack Angels you know because (laughs) you understand security but nobody never gave you a shot at EP EP is so easy you a thinker you know your you know your tactics you a thinker yeah so now you can roll around the country with these people and make shit my my prices when I roll around a uh, stateside is five hundred dollars a day. When I go overseas, thousand dollars per diem, thousand dollars a day plus per per diem. With you guys, it'll be the same thing because you guys are valuable. You're no longer taking me just because you think I need your help. 
I, I'm a, yeah. But hey, I'm a boss just like you. But my 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 style of boss is I'm gonna humble myself and I'm gonna come protect you. That's it. Yeah. 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 Well, we definitely gotta talk about that because I'm with it. The the I do the things I do. You know, I go up under other people. Um, I'm I just now got my agency license um, a couple of months ago. Um, so I am in the midst of like getting all the logistics together as far as that for Baltimore. But as far as executive protection, of course, I've done some models and I've done uh, a couple of people like getting on other people's teams. So I've done like uh, the CEO Uber and stuff like that, but it wasn't on, you know, on my own. So I've had some experience and kind of, I love learning. I'm, I'm a big learner. So I don't have a problem coming on and, and being like, okay, this is how you should do it. This is how you should do it. But given the chance to just, you know, do it on my own, no, I haven't had that yet. So trust me, I'm definitely intrigued and we definitely going to talk about that. I was ready, boss. I was ready. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, back back to the, the, the marketing thing. Do you guys use the drone just for marketing or do you use the drone also um, on your you know, details? That's a good question. So in, um, when I was in the military, we used our drones to fly ahead. They was called Ravens to check out our sites, uh, make mm-hmm. the report, let us see what's going on, and then we hit you physically. It's the same way. Rat Pack used our drones to scout out the sites, locations, even overhead coverage while the event is going on, just in case that we don't see everything and report back down to the ground commander. We operate just like the military is nothing changing. If, they, if people come on the Rat Pack and they don't like the military, I'm sorry for them, but this is how we operate. <laughs> we keep each other safe, you know, and it's a very important tool. And, and also the drone is for, too, when we do our videos and pictures and stuff like that as marketing, and it, it, it works well. And my, my production manager is the best out there. Yeah, yeah, I lo- I love the way you guys post. A lot of a lot of companies, like I can I can speak really for Maryland companies. No, there's not one Maryland company that I can be like their Instagram, their Facebook is really good. Yeah, it's just it's people lacking that area, not realizing that this is like a virtual resume. Right, like people are on social media right now, and that's that. I get a lot. Of, I get a lot of jobs and and gigs and stuff. People just come on my inbox like hey i know this is a little informal but but right now that, that is the way to do it is you know it's it's a different time you know and of course you can revert them back to the website and da, 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 but people definitely are, are are doing things on uh instagram now so let, let's let's go into the business side since we talked about yeah. that let's go deeper to the business side because I, I see you behind your computer a lot yeah. For somebody like me just starting out um on the business side of things what what would be your first advice to somebody starting their security company? What would be something you tell them first? Just believe in your product. Don't, like we're passionate over profit. And a lot of people don't like that because they want to profit fast. And I understand because money is hard to come by. But if mm-hmm. you believe in your product and you push it, when Michael Jordan signed his contract with Nike and then he started Jordan, he wasn't profiting that much. Yeah, they, they, they cut him a check, but, you know, it was like unbelievable. He didn't really start pushing his line until after certain things he did, that dunk from the free throw line and all that. People was like, what kind of thing yeah. that on? So that's the same thing with us in marketing and business is a lot of security companies hide. They don't want to show what they do. And as millennials, yeah. I'm about to be 39 years old in July, but the millennials coming up, they're this is their digital handshake. They gotta see the product. You gotta show them what they what they what they're paying their money for. Show them. You don't have to go into debt. But show them and make it look cool because at the end of the day, they want it to look cool. They want to and, and make sure that you're also showing the tactical side. Let them know that, hey, you can do your job and look cool at the same time. And that's what I do. Mm-hmm. My millennials. Like my daughter's 20. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get her generation. I'm not I'm not going for people my age and older. I'm going for them because mm-hmm. they when, when it's all said and done in 10 years, my son will be the CEO of my company. And my daughter will be the CFO, and she saw how it was done, and now they're relating to their crowd and the people underneath them. Yeah, yeah, legacy, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I understand. I, I just had a conversation with somebody, and he, he asked me to, uh, what did he ask me to do? Long story short, he asked me to come and basically help run his company, and I was like, no, and he wanted to like have my company smash with his and et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, listen, I, I'm, 
my dad is going to retire from uh, his police department soon. And my brother, when he gets out of the military, however long he does, when he gets out of the military, I want him to come on board as a trainer. I'm trying to build a family legacy. I'm not trying to work for somebody my whole life and not have nothing to show for it. I already did that. I, have go- I had a government job and I left that to pursue my own thing. So I think, you know, what you're saying and your kids being involved in the business, I think people need to think about that a lot more. Think about, you know, what what what's left here on this earth after I'm gone? You know, yeah. what's my legacy look like? What did I do? What did I contribute? So I, I I hope everybody's listening and now they think about that after listening to what you said. So that that was definitely a good point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy as our generation and our race, we, we don't help each other out. We we rather beat each other up, you know, and it's sad to 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 break them down, you know. And I, mm-hmm. I have had a lot of people come for me and I'm prepared for it. And I'm always like, if you notice, I got an assistant, I got a driver. I got security around me too. I'm not stupid, but I know how to, I know yeah. business. But at the end of the day, if you act like this, you're going to think like this and you don't want it, when the, when the situation, when the situation uh, comes, you already into to motion. And that's what I tell my guys all the time. All of us worked off sweat, sweat equity. We put in countless hours. We only get mm-hmm. details we do, but at the end of the day, who lives are you touching? You know what I'm saying? Are you yeah. yourself? Or are you trying to put people in position to win? Is your name gonna be around like I am legend? Like you know what I'm saying? Is, is your <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's and that's why I push it. You know, and a lot of people don't like it, and a, a lot of people love it. But I'm not here to be liked or loved. I'm here to to set this stage so the people after me could perform on it very well and do better than me. I'm not the best CEO, but I, I'm I'm working to be what I have to do. But I put myself through a lot of entrepreneurship schools. I just mm-hmm. graduated from the CEO mindset course and I'm just learning as I go. Like everybody's a hustler, but can you yeah. out of your box and do something else? Like I'm a shark, but can you, like I have a lot of companies trying to bait me to sell right now. Like I had the first company tried to buy my company for 50,000. The second time was a million and a half. And I just got presented with a $3 million, but I'm not selling to, to his right. And, I, and at the end of the day, I'm not selling everything. I'm not, cause this is a yeah. If you want to invest, you can invest. And if you want a percentage, you can have a percentage. But we're veteran-owned, disabled veteran-owned, minority-owned. And, and mm-hmm. at the day, this is how we push in our envelope, you know? Yeah. Setting the standards, like like you said, you need to watch this because I don't think people – I think when people look at you or look at someone like you and be like, ah, he doing too much or I don't like it, they don't realize that they can also do things big. Yeah, I think people don't realize that the world is huge. Everybody can eat. And I I just really think people miss that part when they wake up in the morning. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, let's talk about contracts. Yeah. How does, how do people how do you do it? How? Well, you don't have to tell me exactly how you do it, but. I've been seeing a lot of people. I've been watching a lot of people. And a lot of people do it different ways. They, they get contracts word of mouth. They get contracts just because they're marketing well and some use um, lead generator apps, et cetera. What would be your advice on how did someone gets their first contract? Um, a lot of like a lot of my first contracts came from like door to door sales, like literally like Master P, the ice cream man, roll it up with trifolds, your business cards. And hey, how can I help you? What are you in need of? How can I assist your business? And I did that for a lot of years, you know, even as just the company as a whole. Now, as EP, it's who you know, you know, and some people don't even want to put you in position because they think they do, you want to still lay clients. I, don't, I, I told people all the time, I don't want your clients, but I guarantee I'm going to give you the best product out there. Now, my clients, because mm-hmm. I went out there and they saw what they have and I marketed it the right way and they love it. And it, sometimes like this Saturday, I had a detail and my client paid me $800, me, when I brought nine people out and I paid them to show, hey, mm-hmm. Move like this is how we move in, and also a marketing tool. You know, that's it. Yeah, and that's how I yeah. do it. You gotta believe in your product. You won't get a contract if you don't believe in what you're saying. You know me, and I'm a CEO. I lead from the front. Like I'm out there with my guys. Like yeah, I'm running companies, but I'm out there with them every day. Whatever they, whatever. I don't care if it's club security. I'm coming. I'm coming to check on you guys. Make sure you're good. And if you need an extra body, I'm here. That's it. Do you guys? Um... Do you guys do 
just EP or do you guys only do church security or do you guys kind of do everything? We do everything. So right now, um, we on a couple of websites that we're able to bid for contracts. Like right now, we're in the con- we making a building, bidding for the security contract to protect the wall that's being built. And then also um, government and federal contracts. We're working on 120 Verizon stores right now. And um, maybe I wasn't supposed to say that, but at the end of the day, <laughs> um, this is the Rat Pack. This is the Rat Pack way. And I'm going door to door with it because I got to feed these yeah. I can't get a dime until I feed 15 of my office members. I haven't yeah. I, I haven't profited nothing from Rat Pack. I've been at my Corvette and my Porsche and all that stuff because of the hard work I put in when I was in the military and I owned a couple of businesses before, but this is my oh. So, you know what I'm saying? Like when people see that, they're like, "Oh, no, I, I haven't profited nothing. I'm trying to put my people on first and then I get my salary after a couple of years. And then after I get my salary in 3 or 4 years, I'm running for city councilman because they got to hear our voice. They got to check it out. Like, this is what we came wow. from. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, you, you, this is a refreshing conversation for me, honestly. Um, because not, I, not only do I do the show for everybody, but I also, you know, do the show for me so that I can learn and I can grow and, you know, I can talk to people who are where I want to be. And, um, I didn't know a lot about your background story or a lot about your story. So right now, things that you're saying are definitely hitting home, especially on the business side, because I'm at that stage where it's like, okay, I got my license. Now what? You know? So, and in Maryland, I mean, there's a lot of security companies, but I have very high standards with everything that I do. And a lot of companies that I, I have done subcontracting for or work for, they don't even meet those standards. And 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 they be looking at me like, why you don't want to do this? Or why you don't want to go here? Because one, you don't give it the, the right equipment, the right coverage, the right, you know, you don't hold the officers to the right standards. And therefore, I feel like I'm putting myself in danger. So it's nice to know that I sh- I'm okay. it's okay for me to feel that way hearing you say, nah, sometimes I turn down this I turn down that I make sure that this is okay because sometimes people make you people will make you feel crazy they're like man you just go to this detail and stop playing or just go do this you don't need that no that's not true definitely know your worth in all aspects of the business you have to know your worth you got to know you got to come in there with a like built and, and that's why I tell young bodyguards or EPAs or even old ones that don't understand build your resume like don't be stagnating Always be willing to learn, be a sponge, go to courses, learn, understand, go to the range, go to the gym, etiquette, get your suits tailored, understand how you carry your weapon. <laughs> yes, get your suits detail, tailored. Yes, when it's time to show up on a detail, the real recognize real, you know? I mean, let, let, I, let me tell you this story real quick. The suits tailored situation. I, I am a suit person. I haven't always been, but I am now and um i went somewhere um on a huge subcontract deal like it was a huge deal for like um now i can't plan parenthood a year or two ago and that was the dress code you had to wear suits i mean people showed up i had one guy i was working with he showed up in sweatpants that had like a black satin stripe so he thought that they would come off as tuxedo pants a gucci belt and a jacket that was definitely not his because it was too big. Right. I literally wrote a whole section in my employee handbook because of that situation. And I think younger people need to understand that you are definitely getting judged off what you look like in any place in the world. So definitely when you come to work, they're going to want you to be presentable, you know? So do you, like, when you have details like that, do you have, like... um what do they call it? Like a like a uniform check? Like, do you guys do roll call? Do you guys check uniforms and All make that. sure everything is okay? Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. I, a lot of people don't do that anymore. And that's kind of why you see all these pictures and memes all over the place with security. Because a lot of companies, they just send people out there, they give them a patch and they keep it moving. And they don't really, you know, they don't think about upholding the standards of what their company says on paper. They just kind of out for the money, I guess what it is. So I, 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 I like hearing people saying that they do that again. Um, I mean, have you ever had somebody show up where you had to be like, okay, 
nope, you got to go back home, start that over again. Definitely, definitely, because it's a parent's for us. It's very big. The client wants what the client needs. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like, I tell my guys all the time, your, 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 your first impression is an interview to your next job. Yeah. This, not your last job. Like, they might be like, you know what? I like him. Let me keep him. You know? Yeah. Go yeah. up, like, you know what you're doing. You're in control of the situation. And all everybody, and what's crazy is every detail everybody's an alpha so what alpha are you like can you can you be told what to do can you lead from the front can you take your job and say you know what this is my job i'm gonna do what i gotta do because you don't want no bickering everybody gonna, yeah. especially the ones that's on point the ones that's overseas uh dubai kuwait like um south america like these kind of details i work on like we got to go mm-hmm. that's a week before and then we like when we there the clients there we got people staying underneath them to understand what we do. Like, this is really like top of the line stuff. So when you show up, it's somebody ready to take your job or you could get, mm-hmm. I send you home. If you come to my detail, looking jacked up, not because I don't like you because you made me look bad. You're going to make yeah. me. Look bad. I'm very big on appearance. Very big. Yeah, me too. Yes. We get along, but that's probably what, what, what day is your birthday? Mine is July 11th. <laughs> I'm a cancer July 18th. Yeah, see, yeah, that's why our conversation is so good. Because when you said it earlier, I was like, you know, I'm going to have to go back to that because everything he's saying is the things I say to people all the time. Like, man, you don't understand. Like, this is, yeah, this is an interview to your next job. Show up like you're supposed to show up. Um, So, yeah, cancers, you know, mm -hmm, I get it now. I understand now. (laughs) Um, I mean, if you you had, um, if you had to think back, on I, I sometimes ask people for like a war story. Now I know you actually have real war stories, but I ask people like for a story of something that happened in their security um career where it changed the way they looked and it made them change things that they have done. You know, some people talk, man, one time I got shot in the foot. Now I know from now on to always look at some, when I pat people down, check their feet or something like that. You know what I mean? So is the, do you have a story that kind of was like something you'll never forget and it changed the way you looked and how you do things? It definitely, I mean, the reason why Rat Pack was launched because we was used as 1099 contractors because I was a contractor too, going back and forth to Iraq, Kuwait. And we got contracted to go to Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico in 2017. We went under a big name and it was subcontracted to another company. They dropped the ball, left us out there 45 days. Uh, we slept what? on the floor, find our own food. Um, people were stealing, stealing fuel. We slept in a hotel lobby. Um, it was very depressing, but we, was, we already understood what it was because we'd done it in the Army before. But now we're civilians, so why do we have to do it now? We didn't get paid to 60 days later. It was crazy. But that's that's my driving force right there. That's my determining factor. Like we would no longer be subjected to that type of work just because we were military that you thought that you can abuse us like that. And it's never going to happen. So that was my big claim to fame right there. And that's who I'm coming for. I'm coming for the top three security companies in the world. Um, and I say the names. G4S, Securitas, and, and Garda. Like, those are the big names that's running. And yeah. two of them companies are not even um, American-owned. But a lot of military people work for them. But at the end of the day, we are veteran-owned, and we're going to uh, attract the clients we want. And that's why. That's my story. That's on LinkedIn. People saw that. And not only did I tell about it, I took pictures and I showed. And I just put it on my LinkedIn about a week ago, and it got over 15,000 views because people didn't understand that. Like, you guys went and did this? And I'm like, yeah, we did this. Nobody, y'all didn't tell about it? No, we got done wrong. We went into hiding after that. But I created a company on top of that to say, we're now no longer going to go through that, you know? That's, oh, yeah. See, I knew I knew to ask you. I don't ask everybody that question, but I knew you would have. A, I got to go check that out. You said that's on your LinkedIn? My LinkedIn, yes. Uh-huh. What, what, and what is your LinkedIn? Um, it's J.R. McIntyre. Okay. Tell people where, if they're looking to work for you guys, where do they go to find, um, you know, to get the application or to put in an application for you guys? Um, they can go to um, our, ad, our our website and email the admin at ratpack.com. Uh, We're at ratpackworldwidesecurity.com. They can um, look at our, our LinkedIn. We have a LinkedIn page as a company. They can look at my LinkedIn. They can look at uh, social media on Instagram. Um, we almost have 3,000 followers, but a, a, a lot of people, like, they get caught up in the hype of having a lot of people. Like, 
I got 600 followers on my page, but Rat Pack is grossing over a million and a half right now. And at the end of the day, like it, like the, the youth has to know that it doesn't matter who's following you. If you touch one person, you're going to change their lives. Like you so-called mm -hmm. having 10,000, a million followers, having a blue check, oh, your message sucks. Your life sucks. You hate your own life. Do yeah. Get up, pray, meditate, thank God, and put your put your foot on the ground and do what you got to do. Ten toes down, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Before 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 I let you go, I want to talk about the the meditation. Yeah. So you said before that you you do it every day, and I think that a lot of people who are in this game and are really like going country to country, doing this, doing that. They all have some sort of everyday ritual or they all have some sort of thing, whether it's working out or whatever. They all have something that keeps them grounded. So you, so tell me about yours. Tell me about the meditation and why you do it. Um, it keeps like, so it's my modality. I do a lot of Tai Chi. Um, I pray. I sage my house. Um, I walk through. I say, um, encouraging words. I listen to Eric Thomas. I listen to my dad. My dad's a bishop. And I just put the energy in the atmosphere. Um, I just tell God what I want and I pray for it and I work hard. A lot of people, when they meditate and they pray, they ask God for it and then they wait. They don't do anything. No, you got to go out there. happen. God's going to show you in one shape, form, or fashion. When you meditate, you become one. It's mind, body, and soul. And a lot of people think like, oh, you got tattoos on his neck, on his hand. He looked like a duck. Like, I'm smart. I'm very intelligent. Yeah, I came from that section, but at the end of the day, this is me. I'm a man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this is the kind of energy I put out, you know? Oof. Yeah. See, I, I like I like this. This is this is some jewels dropping because people need you can't just be good at the job. You also have to know how to cope with right. things. You right. also have to know how to live even when you're off duty. Yeah. So that's why I had to go back to that and make sure that people hear that because I, I get a lot of different things coming through my inbox, especially when I started making the, the podcast just about security. I get a lot of things. And, and, and when you brought up um, G4S and Securitas, I get a lot of inboxes about complaints about those companies and how like even now with the um, personal protection equipment, I get I'm getting a lot of things about how they're not providing it, how they're doing this, how they're doing that. So when you said your story, I was just like, well, that makes sense that things happen with those kind of companies because people are inboxing me every day about that um, and, and, and quitting and leaving. So it's time for a new regime, I guess. You know what I mean? It's time for a Rat Pack Worldwide um, to it's come numbers. through. We, you know, what's crazy is we're just numbers. And I'm, I'm going to touch on this real quick before you get off. Like, so them big companies, they hire veterans, but they get a, they get a, they get a tax write-off because how many veterans they hire. That's mm. bullshit. So if you only yeah. target them, so you can get a tax write-off, you know, and, and you can look that up. You will look like, hey, do, do certain companies get, yeah, if you hire a veteran on, if you're hiring veterans, you get a tax write-off. You don't understand the veteran. You don't even care to understand. You just want to put them out there so it can make you look good. And that's bullshit. Mm. When some, something happens, you don't even take care of that veteran. Half of these veterans that's getting out are affected with some kind of disability. Do you know that? You don't know that. Do you know anything about them? You don't. You just want them, you know? Yeah. Well, y'all, listen, y'all heard it here, right on Industry Talk Podcast. If you are a veteran in the Cal, you, you, what area are you in again? Um, we Florida, but we worldwide. So they can, like, my agents are everywhere, you know? Okay. So hit them up he gave you the information but the information also be on the description of the podcast episode um i i like i said i have a military family and that that's the last thing i want i mean i remember when my dad got out and didn't really know where he wanted to go you know he ended up being a police officer but i really encourage people to go to places who actually care about veterans right. so exactly. I, I'm, I'm glad we spoke on that because it's important Definitely, it is, and that's yeah, yeah. We we we're gonna have to do a part two, and we're gonna have to talk a little bit more about that and, and some other things because uh, you got some good stuff up in that brain of yours, sir. <laughs> that good old cancer, that good old cancer in you too. 
So is there anything that you want to tell the people before we get off any advice that you want to give to not just owners of security companies, but you know what? No, let's stick with owners of security companies because I don't have a lot of owners on. So give some advice to owners on maybe even how, who they hire, how they hire or, or anything that you can think of that, that you feel um, like they I work, guess you know? my advice to the security owners is, is understand who you are, love what you do, love the people around you because they're the one that's going to tell the message. You know, like they person, they're going to tell multiple, yeah. always do your job the right way. And always, always, always love your employees. Make sure they're doing the right thing. Check on them. Know their families. Like I know all my people, like, this is what I do. Like at these stores, these 120 Verizon stores open up. I'm driving to every store to go shake the person's hand. You know, that's my job. What you have to do. It's love and compassion. Mm -hmm. And right here is passion mm -hmm. over profit. We're going we're gonna to put the right agent at the right position, you know? Yeah, yeah. That That is a big thing for me, the right agent in the right position. When I, when I tell people that are just getting into the game, I say, don't just take a job because you want to be security. Take a job that you will be good at, that you will like, that you'll want to get up every day and go to. There's a million different security jobs. You don't have to right. have one that you hate. Like it's, it's, it's not, it's not a necessity. Like you, I know you see it on TV, people go to work and they hate it. No, you don't have to do that. So yeah. So man, thank you for coming on. Thank, thank you, you for I'm, talking to I'm me. I'm very humbled. And if you want to wrap it up or if you want to chop it up again, I'm always available. And um, I'm, I tell you, like I tell great people all the time. I see you at the top. I'm already considering you, you're a Rat Pack angel. So just, you know, we have to Yeah. Yeah. We're going, we're definitely going to do that. Yeah. I, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm right I've never been to, um, I've been to Miami, of course, but not like business wise and not actually leaving, uh, you know, the beach. So I've never been there, never been to, uh, out of the country, you know, on, on work. So that is definitely something that is in my wish list and in my dreams list. So we definitely got to talk about that. I'm, I'm definitely, Let's you know, ready to become an angel, you know. Mm -hmm.